What's going on, everybody? Eric Lindquist at Stochastic here on the Odd Chopper channel coming to you with a divisional round edition of NFL Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Locks. Hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell. goes a long way for me on this video. goes a long way for you. That way you become a prize whenever great content goes live here at our little neck of the YouTube woods. That was a really fun weekend last weekend, huh? NFL got off to a hot start. Green Bay Money Live from the clouds. That one felt really, really good. Uh, the comment section down below. Oh, the comment section down below. I love you guys so much. I'm sorry if you're a Dallas fan. I, I feel bad twisting the knife, but you know what? It's my job to give you good information based on map, based on a market-based approach, and based on projections of stochastic. And hey, I feel like I did a pretty good job with my life last week. Seven and two there in the NFL streets. Had a really good NBA week here as well. Uh, hit every lock going across the board in the NBA. So we're just going to carry that momentum here. Again, it's Friday. We'll find out about the lock there for Friday. But going into the weekend, I'm really happy, really optimistic, seeing the board well in a lot of different sports, which feels awesome. And hey, you should see the board well at BetMGM. They have the best golf odds. That is for sure. That is where you need to be betting your golf. But uh, no doubt about it, BetMGM, another sports book that you want to have in your repertoire. You have DraftKings. You have FanDuel. You have Caesars, maybe. Bet365, if you're so lucky, because they have some really good numbers. But BetMGM, great book. They have a great thing going right now. You deposit $10 or more. Bet just five of it on anything in the industry. Get $158 in bonus bets. That's three separate of 50, 50, and $58 bonus bets. Really, really great opportunity to sign up. Get to it right now. If you're 21 and over, if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. But a lot of pressure to keep the momentum going here in the NFL streets. I've got a lot of plays. I have a play from every single game here. I have another play that I made right before this show started. I was going in the premium Discord. You can sign up for that at Odd Shepherd as well. But a lot of talking here on the intro. Not enough picks. So, producer Jacob, hi. Good to see you bright and early here on Friday morning. Let's get to the picks. Our day begins with a little bit of an asterisk here because we have plus nine there. There was a tiny shift at one book and one book only here where a plus nine and a half showed up at minus 102. And I ended up taking it here on the Houston side. So I'm just going to say that right from the get-go because we're going to have a lock that's actually from the Baltimore side of things. And it's advantageous for them too. But let's set the stage Houston plus nine and now plus nine and a half as well going up against the baltimore ravens the one seed uh not really exactly a david and goliath type thing because cj stroud is confirmed very very good at football i you know was staring at that money line going up against cleveland it talked about how that was the side that i definitely wanted to be on if anything that didn't end up making my card although people in the discord or not the discord in the youtube comment section wanted to say how stupid i was for not taking cleveland okay Okay. Anyway, not going to gloat anymore. We're going to talk forward thinking here. Big pieces of injury news. Mark Andrews was thinking that he was going to suit up here for Saturday. We got the confirmation here from Harbaugh that he is not expected to play on Saturday from the get-go. That is obviously going to be a downgrade to the passing game because having any kind of a snap share out there, even at 20, 25%, 50% snap share, for Mark Andrews would have definitely bolstered this offense. Could have been a decoy out there, but they're not going to be rolling him out. It's going to be another Isaiah Likely and a little sprinkle of Charlie Kohler, my Iowa State brethren, that's for sure. Wanted to give him a special shout out. As far as the Houston side of things, Tank Dell, Noah Brown, they are just 
decimated here at the wide receiver core. But the biggest piece of injury news actually comes from the Baltimore defensive side of things. Marlon Humphreys, he is going to be out for this football game. He is one of the most versatile safeties. I believe the best safety in the entire National Football League. Him and Winfield, one, two, in some capacity. And we'll talk about Winfield plenty when we get to Tampa Bay. But I am looking at Baltimore having faced Houston in completely different circumstances week one and now having the identical line here in week two. Now, that week one festivities, 25-9 win by Baltimore. They would have just handled this spread entirely, but conditions have changed. One, you have an entire sample size of a season of C.J. Stroud improving, 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 and just going berserk. Second thing, you have Humphreys out, who is the most important player on that defensive side of the ball for the Baltimore Ravens. They're going to be forced into a lot of double coverage here on Nico Collins. You have to contain Nico Collins if you're the Baltimore Ravens, and that is going to be the biggest storyline we have from this football game, bar none. Because Devin Singletary, everything he's going to do is going to be based off of play action, being able to not have them load up the box there. And if they're able to get doubles to, to blanket Nico Collins, Xavier Hutchinson, John Mechie, as much as they are enjoyable to watch at times and definitely were in their college ranks, John Mechie over at uh, Alabama. And then, you know, that, that Xavier Hutchinson guy at Iowa State as well. He was pretty good. Kind of fun. You got Xavier Hutchinson and Charlie Kohler. Nobody cares about me. It's fine. But I'm looking at Lamar Jackson. What is he going to do up against this Houston team as well? Well, I think he's going to be able to get whatever he wants in the passing game, specifically to the slot in Zay Flowers. Yeah, let's just kind of get ourselves into this lock here because I told you, Houston plus nine and a half. I do think that that's a little wide considering it's the identical line to week one. There's no Mark Andrews. There's no Marlon Humphreys. I don't understand how you can have the identical number here, knowing what we know about CJ Stroud. But Zay Flowers. He was the featured item there right from the get-go in week one. Nine targets, sorry, 10 targets, nine catches, 78 yards. Very short dot type targets, but I really do not care. I went on the radio yesterday and said multiple times that this was my favorite play of the entire weekend because Houston, they're going to have to do everything they can to contain that run game because if it gets any semblance of movement, Lamar Jackson is going to pick them apart. He's also going to get things done in terms of scrambling, and it's going to be a long, long day. And that plus nine and a half ticket that I have for a like for a half unit is going to be dead. But I've got one better play, friends. It's a lock. 47 and a half receiving yards for Zay Flowers here out of the slot. Houston giving up massive, massive 200 plus yards in weeks 17, 16, and 15 to the slot position on the field. That's a ridiculous fact. And to just have the guy who's always going to be in the slot. There's eight flowers to have his line set at 47 and a half feels a little bit egregious here in this spot. I've got him closer to 65, which is a massive, massive disparity. I'm looking at taking some of these adjusted lines too, trying to really push the limit here on what I can get from Zay flowers, because I think he gets whatever he wants. Lamar Jackson. I expect Baltimore to win. No doubt. Hopefully Houston plus nine and a half can still cover for us, but this is the most important play from the game. Zay Flowers, over 47 and a half receiving yards. My favorite play from the whole weekend right off the bat. I am very, very happy with the Green Bay Packers for the first time in my entire lifetime as a Vikings fan. Nice to get that win there in Dallas. Nice to fire it up for a unit in the premium Discord. Had it as a like play on the video. Ended up looking at it as the numbers moved higher and higher. Plus 285, plus 300. I was like, we got a double dip. It just got a little bit too wide for my liking. And yeah, Jordan Love, 
He kept doing exactly what we expected. Aaron Jones was exactly what we were hoping for in this spot. Pretty much everything in terms of analysis was there, except for one of my two losses on the weekend, actually, was the pass completions by Jordan Love that I thought were pretty good. Pass attempts, I thought, were a decent enough shot there as well. So, you know, it is what it is. We got the biggie, though. We got the Green Bay money line, and I know a lot of you tailed that. I was so happy to see the screenshots, but again... Now they play the San Francisco Giants in San Francisco. Oh, sorry, San Francisco Giants. Huh? Thinking about baseball, a lot of people think I should just cover baseball anyway. So here you go. San Francisco 49ers, of course, Brock Purdy, another Iowa State guy. What is going on right now? Xavier Hutchinson, Charlie Kohler. I'm, I feel like a little kid again. Uh, Green Bay is not going to feel like a little kid as they take on the San Francisco team. Uh, Christian McCaffrey confirmed good to go here. And they also have Eli Mitchell, which I think is one of the like quieter storylines is there's an actual serviceable insurance policy sitting behind Christian McCaffrey where you can just unleash him. Now, Elijah Mitchell, I doubt he gets on the field a whole heck of a lot, barring injury or barring something substantial there with Christian McCaffrey. So it wouldn't be a good thing if you're a 49ers fan to see a ton of Eli Mitchell, but knowing he's there, knowing that it wouldn't be Jordan Mason or Tyrion Davis-Price, like these are good things because McCaffrey, he is the most multi-dimensional running back player that you have in, at the entire position. Him and Kyron Williams, it's weird to say Kyron Williams out loud, but those are your one-two in terms of snap share, in terms of opportunity, in terms of what they can do for their teams and open the entire field up. That was a big, big injury there in that Detroit game. So, anywho, we got Green Bay plus nine and a half. I'm staying far, far away from the spread here, but it's yet another receiving prop that is jumping to the top for me. I will say George Kittle, the one tight end on the other side, was somebody that I was entertaining looks at here. But this is a Green Bay team. They got Luke Musgrave back on the field quite a bit. And seeing the three targets for 52, three catches for 52, and the tutty, that 38-yarder that he ended up bringing in, that was a very useful thing. Uh, and Green Bay, Luke Musgrave is going to be on the field a whole heck of a lot more. Ty uh, Tucker Craft, as good as he had been for this team, ended up being in the downside of things. Like Luke Musgrave was on the field a lot more, especially in those third down situations, friends. And that's where the, I'm a little bit shocked to see this low of a number considering San Francisco. The real only way that you move the ball against them is short dot type targets. You aren't going to get some of those big plays downfield. I mean, they, they give them up in garbage time at times to guys like Mike Evans and such. But for the most part, this is one of the best defenses in the NFL, if not the best defense in its current iteration. Baltimore would obviously probably be number one if they had Humphreys on the field. But as I look at San Francisco here, I think Luke Musgrove, it, sorry, I, I keep saying like Musgrave, Musgrove, it is what it is. But uh, we are looking at Luke Musgrave, friends. I like the over for it. He had 400 yards there, but it barely Barely played here towards the tail end of the season. Had been down to just a 15% snap share in week 18 against Chicago. A must-win spot there. Part of it is he had just gotten back there from that kidney injury. It's a wild thing to see on an injury report. But 17 and a half receiving yards is way too low. I really, really like it so much so. That is yet another lock on your card, my friends. I can't believe it. 50 and a half total. Green Bay, we saw the potency that their offense can have. They didn't even need to get Jordan Reed involved here. But Luke Musgrave, friends, this is the guy. This is the time. Jaden Reed, whether he's involved or not here, I'm just saying. It's going to be an awesome opportunity here for the Green Bay Packers to at least get Musgrave a couple of looks. Friends talked about it at the top. One more time for you. 
it is an amazing opportunity with four football games with a play that I have that I like from every single one. Two locks, two likes. It's a beautiful time to be alive. And hey, you want to fire them up at BetMGM? You get three bonus bets from them right now when you deposit $10 or more at the link below or at the QR code on your screen. You bet $5 on anything, you get $158 in bonus bets. Now, obviously, you get 50, 50, 58. Three opportunities for the price of $5. So the most you could be out here is $5 on it. It's $10 if you end up uh, participating with everything that you have that you deposit here uh, over at BetMGM. But again, $158 in bonus bets. That's a ridiculous amount of equity you have. I would be taking it. I would be utilizing at least one of those on the play that I'm going to be talking about next here on this program where I split a little exposure here in the Tampa Bay Detroit game. We'll go through the ins and outs of it, but bet $5, get $158 in bonus bets at the link below right now. Super Bowl 58 coming to us very, very shortly. Let's have a little bit extra ammunition here for the NFL season or as for the NFL playoffs as we wind things down, friends. Only if you're 21 and over. If you have a gambling problem, please call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Two more games, halfway point. Back to the picks we go. Now, one of the things I was worried about after a really good wild card weekend was trying to force anything. And so I was very, very careful. Wanted to be very, very selective, if you will. If there was a dog that I liked on this card. I fucking love the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Plus six and a half, taking on the Detroit Lions, friends. I'm a little bit shocked to see it this nice on the money line. Again, this, this is a little bit wide. Now, obviously, the vigorous goes a little bit wider here. We're using a market-based approach. We're looking at a ton of different books, but DraftKings did a couple of curious things here because they are very different from every other book in all of the land right now. First off, it's an eight cent difference to play plus six and a half there as opposed to plus six and a half anywhere else. It is at minus 102 as of recording this right now. The other thing is that the money line moved to plus 245. It is plus 235 best available. And that's at like Bet Rivers and Unibet, which generally are softer books. So I'm a little surprised to see this good of a number here at DraftKings, but Anywho, let's get into the ins and outs of it. Dan Campbell, the Detroit Lions, obviously a really nice story there. Was happy that I didn't end up taking the Rams bait. Everybody I felt like in my life took the Rams bait to some extent. The Rams, I think, should have won that football game. Kyron Williams gets stinged up. Puka Nakua plays just absolutely out of his mind. Also, holding pretty positive on the defense. Five-yard penalty, automatic first down. That should have been what you heard after that play that, again, put themselves right out of it uh, when they didn't make that call. Again, it sucks when it comes down to a call here or a call there. That can happen come playoff time. But this Tampa Bay team, I know that Philadelphia had been playing some of the worst football losers of six or seven to close out the season. Nick Sirianna, oh, he's a fake sharp. But I am looking, friends, at Tampa Bay as being a lot better than what the marketplace thinks they're going to be. Now, we all saw Detroit. We saw how loud it was. We saw the great home field that they had. Everybody's acting like they won the Super Bowl already. Let's all chill. Let's let's chill a little bit. Now, they have a great opportunity if they can get the running game going against Tampa Bay to potentially really just grind out this game entirely. Like, Jameer Gibbs didn't end up on the field a whole heck of a lot against the Rams there, mainly because they were playing from ahead. And those are the spots where David Montgomery, 14 carries. He did get the one target there as well, but... The more David Montgomery is on the field in the playoffs, the better it is for the Detroit Lions because they're playing in positive game scripts. I think Tampa Bay can get enough done against this treach. I mean, they are just, I almost said treacherous. They're the opposite of it. They're terrible. The Detroit secondary is flat out bad. And Baker Mayfield, going back to last year, when Sean McVay said, you know what? 
I'm going to give you an audition. I'm going to give you an opportunity to go win yourself a job at the NFL level. Helped him develop guys, you know, around whether it's Tutu Atwell, Van Jefferson, bye-bye. You realized very quickly you didn't want to have him be a part of things. And Kyron Williams really showed out Cam Akers a little bit too. But either way, we're looking, my friends, at a Tampa Bay team behind Baker Mayfield that is firing on all cylinders. And it's just what opens up around Mike Evans and Chris Godwin because you saw Trey Palmer join the party a little bit. You saw Mr. Moore join the party. David Moore joined the party. And then the big one for me, the middle of the field, if they can get Kate Otten to run those same routes and be as wide open as he was against Philly, I don't expect entirely that because the linebacking course looks a little bit better than what they have for Philly. Kate Otten, 11 targets, eight catches there in that spot. They got whatever they wanted. Now, Carolina blanketed them a little bit. Nine, nothing. Baker Mayfield was dinged up. You saw him hobbling the rib injury. We're now two weeks removed from that. Looked pretty good to me last week, don't you think? Yeah. Baker Mayfield is decent, if not a little bit better than decent. If you had to win one game, one game to rule them all, do you pick Goff or Baker Mayfield? I'm going to take Baker Mayfield because I'm pretty positive that he can do more with his legs. He can do things where he can take massive hits in the pocket. And Jared Goff, I will say, has definitely exceeded expectations in Detroit. He has the better skill possession players as a whole between Amon Ross St. Brown, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, those three. Tampa Bay, we all love Rashad White and the passing game prowess. We love what you can get with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, but pretty young there on the Detroit side. However, I ended up splitting exposures in an interesting way, and I want to talk about why. Plus six and a half, I put a quarter unit. Tampa Bay money line, I put a quarter unit. It's basically break even. I'm gonna lose what? A dollar fifty cents if you don't hit on the plus or if you if you hit on the plus six and a half and you don't on Tampa. But what it is, is it I think this game is close. I think it is far closer than the spread indicates. And the Green Bay one I was pretty confident on that we wanted to just entirely be on the Green Bay money line side. That ended up looking good in hindsight. This one, I understand getting better than two to one is kind of the, the break-even number here for Tampa, but it still feels like it could be a seven-point game, six-point game in some of these spots. There's going to be a call here, a call there, but Detroit does not have an answer for Mike Evans. Mike Evans is going to go ballistic here in this spot. Coming off of last week where Philadelphia tried to do everything they could to stop him and <laughs> let everybody else go completely nuts. So you can't double, double Evans at this point. Best of luck you to, to you, Detroit. I trust their offense to be able to cover for us. Can we get the money line across? We will find out, but this is by far my favorite dog to be betting on the weekend. And the game of the weekend, Kansas City plus two and a half. Patrick Mahomes on the road. We're going to find out what this looks like going into Buffalo. Now, 45 and a half, a lot better weather than what we're expecting. A lot more offense than what we were expecting there from last weekend. Buffalo, they get it done. Josh Allen getting it done with his legs. Nice to not see him turn the ball over. I'll minus 105 to throw an interception. I'm considering it. I'm considering it here. Well, let's talk through the ins and outs of this one. Obviously, Kansas City has not been firing on all cylinders. And Buffalo, they surely, surely have. That's why we're not seeing this game played in Arrowhead. It's going to be extremely, extremely competitive and if he had to do anything, I would be going towards the Buffalo side of things. But I just don't want to bet against Mahomes come playoff time. It feels like one of those things where, you know, there's certain players, whether it's a LeBron who just kind of coasts through a regular season, and then you get to playoff time and it's like, flip the switch. We're going to find out because it's not going to be negative 20 out here, wind chill like it was last weekend in Arrowhead. It's not going to be these 
outrageous outlier situations, but Dalton Kincaid, I know this sounds weird to say, but he's kind of the key to this entire football game for me because there's a lot of ways that Kansas City is going to go out of their way to make sure that Stefan Diggs doesn't beat them. And Kansas City has proven against number ones, whether it was A.J. Brown and Arrowhead a couple of weeks ago, whether it was, and they are so good at basically taking out number ones when desired, especially at the wide receiver position. I think if Dalton Kincaid can help out and just, just ease the load here for Josh Allen, he will be a massive, massive piece. They'll be without Gabe Davis yet again. Khalil Shakir, we know how much they like to play 12 personnel, bringing in Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox, but still Shakir can't completely take him off the field, especially when he's busting tackles, making ridiculous plays after the catch, like we saw in that touchdown catch against Pittsburgh. However, we look at the Kansas City side. I'm pretty positive you put the ball into the best player's hands. Now, we I looked at the sheet. There was one time that we pulled the trigger on Patrick Mahomes over 36 and a half passing attempts against New England as a lock this season. It came to fruition, and it was pretty much all in the second half. There are a lot of ways where the two biggest things for Kansas City side of things. Again, Kincaid, I think, is just the guy to watch from Buffalo. Doesn't mean that I want to bet him. Big, big difference. But Kansas City, the definite difference for me here is how many rushing attempts can you get Isaiah Pacheco? Because 14 and a half, he goes over that. I think Kansas City has a really good chance to win this football game. But I am far more inclined to be pulling the trigger on 35 and a half passing completions for Patrick Mahomes at minus 125. He is absolutely, even in positive game scripts, we saw 41 passing attempts for him last week against Miami in a 26 to seven victory. 44 passing attempts against Vegas in a loss. So we're seeing some massive discrepancies in the Cincinnati one. You really got a lot of effort from the running back positions there where they were just able to hunker down week 17, playing ahead, knew that they wanted to take a break in week 18 in LA. They were able to do so as a result of that win. But in these competitive spots, 43, 37, 44, 41, those are his passing attempts. And I'm getting 35 and a half here. Sure, Buffalo's defense is playing exponentially better, but you put the ball in the best player's hands. Rashi Rice, you're not going to get a lot of deep targets. It's going to be more methodical here from the Kansas City offense. And I think the best play from this game by far, my favorite play, 35 and a half passing completions here for one Patrick Mahomes, friends. He is going to absolutely go out and chuck it around the lot. You want to have him be a part of it there. Or sorry, passing attempts. I said that wrong. Passing attempts, my friends. Over 35 and a half pass attempts. Enjoy it. It's going to be amazing to watch. And that does it for another edition of Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Locks in the NFL Street. Hit that like button on the way out. would really appreciate that. It goes a long way for me on this video. Obviously, hopefully we can keep this momentum going that we had from last week and carry it over to the divisional round before we get to the championship round next week. I know there's going to be some awesome football. Hopefully it's some really good football that we have coming up this weekend with both one seeds in play with Buffalo, Kansas City at the helm. I mean, it's going to be awesome. So check out BetMGM. Take advantage of that here. You could fire up both locks for 50 bucks a piece. Again, bonus bets. You get three of them, a $50, $50, or $58. When you sign up below, deposit $10 or more at BetMGM and bet just $5 on anything I recommend here. Going to be an awesome weekend. But anyway, thank you, Producer Jacob. Good to have you back, my dude. Uh, yeah, I'm going to leave now. Until next time, friends, I'm Eric Lindquist. Best of luck in the NFL streets this weekend for the Divisional Round.